When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this episode, entitled Bart Gets Hit by a Car, is the wait, most wait, wait, literal wait, wait. episode. Wait, does Bart get hit by a car? I think Bart gets hit by a car. Okay, we're gonna I, have to I, the, the title of the episode is Bart Gets Hit by a Car. Guy, could you imagine having an episode titled that and then Bart doesn't get hit by a car? I know that'd be funny just to play it out <laughs> through the entire episode. When's Bart it gonna seems get like it? it seems like every episode that kind of focuses on Bart is very literal. So we got Bart yes. gets hit by a car, Bart the general, Bart the Bart, daredevil, Bart versus Bart versus Thanksgiving. I every Bart centric episode, it's the most literal episode name yes. ever. So, so this is this is the first episode of 1991. This aired on January 10th. Yay! We're in a new year. No, well, not really. Well, actually, this episode might be in a new year. I haven't done the math on it yet, but it might be close. It'll be close. So recap, a lawyer suggests there may be profit in the pain after Bart's collision with Mr. Burns's car. So Bart does get hit by a car. <laughs> car. Yes. Perfect. Okay, perfect. I like it. Uh, the chalkboard gag this week. I will not sell school property. <laughs> uh, I wonder what he sold. Stapler, pens, pencils, books. Protractors. Protractors. But they don't live in a fair. They don't live in a farm. They don't don't live in a fair. Desks. Bart sold a desk. Oh, Bart. Yeah, he gets in trouble. He must have like, whatever's out of his backpack behind the school. Hey, anyone need a pen? Anyone need a pencil? (laughs) Or a trench coat? Like opens up the trench coat. I got rulers. (laughs) So the couch gag this week. Uh, The Simpsons all sit on the couch and Homer bumps everybody off. He literally bumps everyone off. He, you see him shaking his little hips yeah. there. So he wants the couch, the couch all to himself. And what guy, after working tirelessly at a nuclear power plant, does not want a couch all to himself? Well, to be fair, Homer doesn't work tirelessly because he falls <laughs> asleep on the job. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we uh, kick off the episode with Bart skateboarding. Oh, wait. Yes, Bart yes. skateboarding down the road. Through yep. Springfield, through he, wet cement, somehow. Over, and somehow over a manhole cover. Well, with, you a, can, with a guy in it. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, the physics there say he should have tripped and gotten hurt there. Unless he did like a jump. But the way the animation is, it seemed like he skateboarded over the entire thing. Okay. If you are skating fast enough. Now, obviously at a skateboard, you can't. But if you are moving at a fast enough rate of speed you can go over it's kind of like if you put a golf ball hard enough at a hole it'll go over the hole but it's still gonna hit the lip it's still gonna hit the lip it would he he would would still get hurt no oh it would get over it but but in this instance i think with all that mass physics would say he would hit the manhole cover and then fly into the air exactly okay so 
He skates by Mort's Deli, which is a real deli. We have one up here in uh, Minnesota, but it's nice. uh, based out of Chicago. Okay. And the, he also skates past a Sushi Yes, and that one's based out of New York. So once again, where is Springfield? Chicago, New York. It's everywhere. Chicago, Chicago, York. I'm, I'm going to say that I've said this before and I'll say it again. Springfield is where you need it to be. <laughs> it's like the, okay, you haven't seen Doom Patrol and this is a really no. odd reference. There's a road in Doom Patrol that literally shows up where you need it most. <laughs> it's like I mean, a, sense. it's like a, what's that called? I can't think of the name. It's like the door from, well, I mean, it's not really the door from Harry Potter when it shows up when you need it, but it's always in the same place. Yes. This road and Springfield just move around from location to location. It's like another dimension that re- just shows up on Earth. Yes. Uh, and for some reason, they did a title on the episode. And this is what, and... the third one now, not including Trios of Horror? I think so. So there's Tall Tale Head, uh, this one, and I feel like there was one more. That showed, a t- uh, that showed a title card. Maybe. But it is episode 23, technically. It is yep. the 23rd episode of The Simpsons. Well, I thought it was weird that they showed a title card with the episode number. They didn't do that on the previous ones. I'm no, like, it was just Tall Tell Hill. Tall Tell Head. Just to let you know, we're on episode 23, if you're not keeping score. Episode 10 of season two, episode 23 overall. Yes. So as Bart is skateboarding, he gets to a crosswalk. And Smithers and Burns are in a car and Smithers like, watch out. And Burns hits Bart with his car. My question is, why is Burns driving and not Mr. Smithers? Well, Mr. Smithers is, but Mr. Smithers is his assistant. Is the chauffeur. I know, but it is a 1948 Rolls Royce. I mean, would you not want to drive that car? I mean, you're not wrong. I would love to drive that car. And then afterwards, Smithers gets out, checks out Bart, says, tells Burns to call an ambulance. And Burns is like, ah, just give him a nickel and let's get out of here. First of all, that's illegal. Yes. But <laughs> Highly illegal. Above. But as we learn in the episode, Burns is above the law. Correct. So it does show that Smithers is a caring human being. So why does he put up with Mr. Burns? Does he just get paid a lot of money? No, he's in love with them. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so so he will. He will do whatever it takes. Yep. And so, so Bart has yep, Bart has an out of body experience where he goes up an escalator because he's And there's dying. a voiceover who is Phil Hartman. We'll get to him in a second. And he passes by what he said Grandpa Simpson. So he passes by on the escalator, he passes a cloud with his aunt, uh Hortense, and great grandpa Simpson who is strangling a young boy. He also sees his first cat snowball who with tire marks across his body. (laughs) And as we, as we will, and as we will learn, snowball was hit by a Chrysler. We we don't know that yet. We do get to it, but yes. Uh, I can't believe they did that. That was pretty funny. So Um, Phil Hartman's voice is like, please hold on to the railing. Please hold on to the railing. Please don't spit off off the side. And Bart spits off the side. And apparently that was enough to send him to hell. Yeah, it was the last straw. It was the last straw. It was the last straw. And so um, hell awaits Bart. So Bart wonders if there's anything he could do to avoid returning to hell. Uh, the devil informs Bart. Oh, sure. Yeah. But uh, you wouldn't like it. 
Because okay, you know, gotta but be a good I do kid. like one. Yep, and I do like I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? When he's introducing himself yeah. to the devil, and the devil, and the devil's which, like, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say this is the first appearance. Now, here's the thing: this is the first appearance of the devil. Do we ever see him again? Not as not Ned Flanders. As, not no, I don't think so. Not as Ned Flanders. And so the devil says, please allow me to introduce myself, which is a reference to the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil. Yep. So he's like, ah, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm the devil. Ha <laughs> And you've earned eternal damnation for your lifetime of evil deeds. Bart, spitting off the escalator, just clinched it. So I do, I did read up on this and apparently the first iteration of the devil was super scary and... They were like, yeah, this needs to get toned down. So apparently this is the toned down version of the Simpsons devil. Yeah, he wasn't that scary. But I like how the devil uses a computer to look up Bart's misdeeds. And I did look it up. I did look it up. The first commercially available computer was used in like the late 70s. Oh, yeah. But not that size. I think like that computer was more mid 80s, like the Apple IIe's. Yeah. And so... He's looking it up and he's like, oh, you weren't supposed to arrive until the next time the Yankees win the pennant. And he's like, you know, within the next century. And so I, you you wrote that the next time they won the pennant was 1998, which was with, which in which is within the next century. No, no, no. He says in the next century, not within. He says in the next century. Oh, yes. So that is not a century length. But he it's not... within the next century. No, no, no. He said in the next century. Are you sure? Okay, Edgema correct us if uh, we're wrong. Um, so he kind of floats back up to Earth and goes through the hospital and, you know, back into his body because that's how an out-of-body experience works. I do like the fact that one of the hospital rooms he passes had shock in it. <laughs> you know, I I was kind of wondering who that was. I was like, you know, paying close attention as we do and I was yeah. going through each episode and or each level of the hospital. I'm like... I'm ready, ready, ready to see like a dead rat in the walls or a T-Rex skeleton. You know the weird. Oh things yeah, they do that when, when they when they float up. But unfortunately, no. Um, so we then, get uh, yeah. we get Lionel Hutz in the room with the Simpsons, and this is our first appearance of Lionel Hutz, voiced by the late and great Phil Hartman. So sad he's gone. He was ah. gone too soon. One of the ones that was gone way too soon. Yes. And Marge is like Bart, you went away. And no, he's you... like, he's like, oh, you didn't, you, you're here with us. Like, I didn't go away, mom. I was miles and miles and miles away, reeling in agony in the pits of hell. And you were there and you were there and you, and you, I've never seen you before. <laughs> uh, and that, that line is a reference to Dorothy when she wakes up in the Wizard of Oz in the 1939 film adaptation. So that's kind of a cool reference because Wizard of Oz, I mean, we grew up watching it. I mean, you get a lot of quotes from Wizard of Oz. This one I don't think is uttered as much as uh, uh, I'll get you and your little dog too. I feel like I have said this though, where like, oh yeah, you were there. Like if I had a dream, and I'm like, you were there, and you were there, and you were there, kind of thing. But not as often. Yep. Not as often as some of the other ones. No. Um. So Lionel Hutz is saying, oh, well, you know, if you want want more money and want to sue uh, <laughs> Mr. Burns. Sue Burns, give me a call. And so Homer uh, gets Lionel Hutz's card, which turns into a uh, sponge. And Homer thinks it's classy. 
it is pretty pretty classy. And then Lisa's like, you know, in, in most of the words, like, you're pretty much a shyster. And Lionel and Hutz is like, that's a big word for a small girl to know. Yep. Which Lisa, as we know, is super, super smart. So Hibbert walks in after Lionel Hutz goes, you know, chasing another guy through the hallway. <laughs> yep. He's like, Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. And I, I like, I like this. I didn't write it. I think you did. I did, yeah. Yeah. Hibbert touches Bart's injuries and says, I'll quit it. Just like after Bart got the tattoo and yep. had to give it removed. I'll yeah. quit, quit it. But then, but then he also touches Bart's toe as well. And he does yeah. it again. So apparently being hit by the car, he had a bump on his head and a hurt foot. Man, these Simpsons, man, they get in the worst accidents, but they get so lucky. Especially Homer. <laughs> Falling down the stairs. I mean, only his trick back. Fell down a cliff. <laughs> twice. Yeah, twice. Just a couple bumps and bruises. No biggie. Yeah. So now we go to the plant. Homer is like, what am I supposed to do? March into Mr. Burns's office and demand satisfaction? And Smithers comes in. And he's like, uh, Homer, Mr. Burns wants you to march into his office right now. So was Mr. Smithers yeah, just I, standing there or like just just? I think it was just on his way. Yeah, I think it's just on his way to tell Homer. And so Mr. Bird says, at last we meet. And I wrote my notes. And we've talked about this. Yes. But I do like how Homer says, uh, nice to meet you. But he says it in a way, knowing that Mr. Burns knows who he is. Like a sarcastic. Uh, yeah. He said it in a way where Homer knows Mr. Burns has met him. But he's like, oh, okay, I got to be nice about this. Yep. And uh, Burns is surrounded by his lawyers. Yep. And he offers him a offers him a check. You know, I'm going to give you a generous settlement. $100. $100. And Homer's like, uh, this isn't even going to cover the medical bills. And Burns is like, oh, I see your game. I'm going to, I don't tangle with me or I'll crush you like this plastic cup. And it takes Burns like five, like 20 seconds to crush it because he's an old man. Yep. It was pretty funny. And then he's like, get out of my office. And it's kind of sad. There's no trap door yet. Cause otherwise you would have pulled a lever and Homer, Homer says I can throw myself out. Yep. And so Homer wipes uh, his sweat off his forehead. And then obviously he's using, I don't know why he's using a business card. Granted. Yes. It turns into a sponge, but I don't think you would normally use a business card to wipe sweat off your forehead. But if it's a sponge, you would feel that it's a sponge and you would use that to wipe. I guess. I do like the fact that they actually committed to the the joke that Lionel Hunt's Lionel Hutz's business card was a sponge. Yes, they they kept that going. Yeah, uh, and the business card reads: Lionel Hutz, attorney at law, as seen on TV. Klondike Five Law with an extra W, clogging our courts since 1976. He's so apparently, uh, Lionel Hutz has been in the business for a very long time. Yes, he is. He's a he's a shyster. He's an ambulance chaser, which we will uh, soon learn. So Homer goes to Lionel Hutz's office, which is in a mall. Yes. I don't know many lawyers that work out of a mall. Bad um, ones. Yeah, and it's next to the yogurt nook, okay. and where two uh, two big nosed uh, hatted twins sit. Hmm. Yeah, they sit there all day long. So Homer is in the office and they're talking and Lionel Hutz hears an ambulance and he gets up because, as you said, he's an ambulance chaser. But Homer's in the office with them. And he's like, so, ah, all right. But yeah. I do like how Homer's like, you sure have got a, you got some education, Mr. Hutz. It's like, yes, Harvard, Yale, MIT, Oxford, the Sorbonne, the Louvre. <laughs> the Louvre. Uh, I 
I don't believe you get a law degree at the Louvre. No, but you can get I an art degree at the Louvre. I think he. I think he just went. Oh, I guess I think he printed those. Uh, oh, he sure did. I mean, maybe he visited them, yes. but I don't think he went there. No. So and they go so, to uh, Nick, Doctor Nick Riviera's office, which is as you wrote. Two doors down from Lionel Hutz's office, separated by gum for less. Yep. I, I don't know what that means. What is gum uh, for less? Cheap gum. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yep. Really bad gum. That's what it means. <laughs> so signs on Dr. Nick's wall. I went to medical school for four years and all I got was this lousy diploma, a female body inspector plaque, and a smooth operator plaque. He is a smooth operator. And this is our first appearance by, hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Nick, Dr. Nick Riviera, who is voiced by Hank Azaria. And as you could clearly tell by my character work is a bad Ricky Ricardo impression. Yes. And so he also says he comes close to, like, or I think it's Lionel Huss. He's like, this yeah. is the closest thing to a doctor. <laughs> he comes well, close Lionel to Huss being a doctor. is the closest thing to a lawyer. Oh, yes. And so he's like looking at Bart's uh, x ray. And he, he's like, your son is a very sick boy. Just look at these x rays. He's holding up a large x ray of Bart's head and yep. spiky hair. It has the spiky, spiky hair. hair. I, yep. And you see that dark spot there? Whiplash. Number's like, Whiplash? Oh, no. And this smudge here? That looks like my fingerprint. No, that's trauma. <laughs> I can't, you can't see trauma on an x-ray. Well, I guess you can like a broken wrist or something. And so Dr. Nick asks uh, Marge about their family physician. And Marge is like, oh yeah, Dr. Hibbert, he's been so great to us. And this is where we learn that Dr. Hibbert went to Johns Hopkins Medical School. Where didn't our cousin uh, yes. Danny go to John Hopkins? He, he did. He went yeah. to Johns Hopkins. I believe so, he was there for three years. Yeah. So our cousin is just as good as Dr. Hibbert. Maybe Possibly. better. I'm going to go better. Because <laughs> Hibbert does get kind of. Yeah, he gets a little, uh, little better, bit yeah. later on. So, but Dr. Hibbert's a very good doctor. Well, a very smart doctor. I don't know if good would be a, a good term to use. But he's a very smart guy. Yes. Not, not Dr. Nick. Not Dr. Nick. He wants an arm for a leg. I, I was going to say inflammable. I didn't know that meant flammable. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Burns wants to fire Homer. Uh, and he actually uses Homer's not, well, technically it's his full name, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Um, he's like, um, he wants to fire Homer J. Simpson. And Smither tells him to uh, think of the headlines. And Burns is like, Burns fires ungrateful employee. Another smart move for Burns. Hooray for Burns. <laughs> Clearly. And then Smithers like, oh, we'll get bad publicity and blah, blah, blah. And Mr. Burns is like, oh, that's smart. Let's wait to fire him. Exactly. And so we cut back to the Simpsons house and Hutz is coaching Bart to a lie. It's like, can you roll your eyes back in your head? Oh, you mean like I'm dead? <laughs> yeah. It's like, boy, well, natural. I feel like if our uncle and aunt saw this episode, they would probably roll their eyes at Lionel Hutz. Because they're both lawyers. Well, yep. They used to be lawyers. Yep. And Lionel yeah. Hutz is not no. a good attorney. Nope. And Marge is just so like, she's like, I don't know why I'm letting you guys do this. Like, it yeah. seems, you know, Mar for, for in Lisa too, like this, this episode, you really see the Marge and Lisa on the same page. 
don't lie. You know what I mean? The, but here's the thing. Lisa yeah. lied in just the last episode. Now, granted, it was a lot itchy and scratchy, but she still lied. She can't be a goody yes. two-shoes. Not all the time. At least not at home. But this uh, is so, in a, a legal sense, so I guess I get it. Yeah. So we get the first appearance of the blue-haired lawyer, and I don't think he ever gets a name. Nope. Throughout the He's entire just show. the blue-haired lawyer. Yep. And so we go through the testimony. So Bart goes up first and Bart's side of the story is it was a beautiful sunny afternoon. I was playing in my wholesome, uh, wholesome childlike way when realize uh, little realizing that I was about to be struck down by a luxury car of death. <laughs> and Burns is all like angry and trying to hit him. He has like, what is that called? Uh, like a sight, like the, yeah. like, the circle with the two lines, yeah. like a sight down, on it, trying to run sight, him over. Yeah. I do like, yeah. so after Bart gives his testimony, Burns has an outburst and the judge uh, says he'll cite him for contempt. And Burns goes, you wouldn't dare do that. And the judge is like, you're right. I wouldn't dare do that. Yep. <laughs> so that is not an ethical judge. No, the ju- not the at judge, all. The judge has control of the courtroom and clearly Burns has the influence. Yep. And so now we get to Burns side of the story. He's like, oh, it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. I was driving to the orphanage to pass out toys. Suddenly, that incorrigible Simpson boy darted in front of me. And I I like the fact that even in his own story, he's not driving his 1948 Rolls Royce. He could be. It could, like, in all honesty, it didn't have to be the devil car that Bart showed. It could have been a nice version of the Rolls Royce. But he's driving a pink Volkswagen (laughs) Bug that's a convertible. Clearly, he's already lying on the stand. Maybe it was just Smithers' car. We but don't know that now. But but you know, like, when you're presenting evidence, you're going to say, okay, this is the car that hit him. I know. Is, <laughs> like, so in a courtroom setting, if this is Burns's events, where he's saying, oh, we were driving this car, and he came out of nowhere, and he just tried to hit himself, that like he tried to hit the car to get money out of me. Also, I like in Burns's version where he's like, Oh yeah. Smithers wanted to leave him for dead, but I wanted to call an ambulance. And you know, he cried out for Bart cause he felt bad about it. And clearly that is not what happened. Smithers wanted to call for help. Burns wanted to leave a freaking nickel. Now to be fair, Burns, obviously he's evil and wants yes. to get away with everything. In Burns's defense, he literally could have told the truth. Yeah. And he might not have had to pay, you know, the million million. dollars that Lionel Hutz was. They could have come up with some sort of settlement. Yeah. But he could have told the truth and been completely waived of all. Because, I mean, in all reality, it was an accident. Yes, Bart probably should have stopped at the crosswalk, but he went. Burns... Being that, I don't know if it was a stop. I know there was a crosswalk, but I don't know if it was a crosswalk with a stop sign, crosswalk with a stoplight. I guess, I I know the way that the scene was cut. I don't think we saw one of those two things. So I know, I know in Wisconsin, I don't know about Minnesota law. In Wisconsin, if there's a crosswalk and there's somebody in it, you have to yield to that person. Yeah, but a skateboard's slightly different. Even if you're going by. No, 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 no. No, if somebody is in the crosswalk, you have to yield to that person. Doesn't well, you do, you you do. But if you're so, driving... this is a so in this instance, it would be at least in Wisconsin standards a failure to yield, probably a ticket, 
Burns might have to pay medical costs and that's it. But okay, if, he if you're driving if you're driving 30 miles an hour at a crosswalk and no one's in the crosswalk yet, you could drive through it. Bart is coming in at 5-10 miles an hour on a skateboard. You would be slamming on your brake as hard as possible to So the way the scene the way that scene is cut though is Bart is laying in the crosswalk. So he was clearly in the crosswalk when Burns hit him. It wasn't like he clipped him on the side. No, he didn't but land it is in the a, sidewalk. But he going that fast, he wasn't walking. If you're going fast <laughs> enough, you can't slow. I mean, if you're walking, yes. I would say if Burns hit Bart while he was walking across the crosswalk, yes, that is his fault. He would have seen him coming. But Bart was coming from around a corner and he might not have actually yeah. noticed he was coming. Now, Burns is a horrible driver. He's probably blind as a bat. Either way, there should be some repercussion on Burns nonetheless. Yes. So after Burns gives his testimony, nobody in the courtroom believes it. Oh, yeah. Not, I mean, not, was... not even his lawyer believes it. Yep. And Burns realizes he hates his lawyers because they're a bunch of yes men. Yep. Well, I guess in this instance, not really yes men. Yeah. They probably they're told him Burn to tell him the truth. Like, and it's like, okay, we got to settle. And Burns is, I invites him over to the house. Homer has some wine. He's like, oh, you're trying to butter me up. And so no, he's trying to get him drunk. Oh, he said, yes. Are you trying to get me drunk? And Mr. Ring goes, yes. Yes. And so he offers him $500,000. And I like the fact that the $500,000 is what Homer would have got had they won the the million. So so here's the thing, though. With any large amount of money, he wouldn't have... So let's say they got the million. He gets half of that because Lionel Hutz gets 50%. He's still got to pay taxes on that $500,000. So in reality, they only get like, I don't know, 250, 300. But that's not the point. The point is Homer <laughs> would have gotten $500,000 one way or the other. I mean, he would have had to pay taxes on Burns's 500 too. Correct. Well, it would have been off of 250 because he would have only gotten No, he wouldn't have had to get... No, 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 no. If Bur- well, I guess I if I was Homer, I'd dump Lionel Hutz and be like, okay, I'm... Because I'm, Lionel Hutz wasn't at the at the house. So that's the other thing I have to bring up. If you are in a lawsuit, you never go anywhere without your lawyer. Yes. Now, granted, so Lionel Hutz is a the... horrible lawyer, but Marge and Homer should not have been at the Burns' at Burns's mansion without Lionel Hutz. They shouldn't have gone in the first place with Lionel Hutz. That is just a horrible thing to do when you're in the middle of a lawsuit. You yes. don't talk to the opposite party without your lawyer present. Fair enough, but Homer decided to go. He could have taken the 500, cut Lionel Hutz out because Lionel Hutz didn't negotiate anything. Uh, It depends on what kind of contract they sign. Lionel Hutz is stupid. I don't think they signed a contract. I mean, you might be right. (laughs) But then Lionel Hutz (laughs) might sue Homer for his half. So at that point, you might as well just give him half. Yeah. So Marge spoils Homer's chance at getting a million dollars because she's like, I'm tired of lying. We shouldn't be doing this. We, we have a fraudulent doctor and Burns and Smithers are behind a picture watching him and listening. And this is why you bring your lawyer and this is why you do it at an office setting. So they yes. can't leave and spy on you. Yep. Horrible. And, Bur- and then Burns is like, okay, offer time is up and rips it up. But then he's like, release, release the hounds. The hounds. And then, so now court does not go well because the blue-haired lawyer decides to put Marge up on the stand and... Marge tells the truth. She has to tell the truth because she's, 
you know. Although to backpedal a little bit. So when Bart was on the stand, the judge is like, oh, do you know the difference between a truth and a lie? And Bart goes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And they allow it to happen. Like, no reasonable judge is going to be like, no, that's a yes or no, not a maybe. Like, this whole courtroom stuff is not realistic. And there is an episode with Itchy and Scratchy where they do another courtroom thing. And it's actually pretty realistic, and we'll get into that. But this, in my opinion, is not at all what would happen in a real courtroom. And I do like how the blue-haired lawyer asked Marge, what do you think of Dr. Riviera? She's (laughs) like, I don't even think he's a real doctor. Uh... And that's when everything fell apart. And so... I mean, Homer, this is, I'm surprised at this episode. This is the one thing about this episode that just, yeah, you could be pissed. Yeah, you could, this is just one thing about this episode that kind of irked me a little bit. So Homer goes to Moe's because he can't stand being the sight of wife. And he's at the kitchen table, like, just, you know, you devil woman. And just, I mean. So here's the thing about the ending of this episode is the writers wanted an emotional ending to this episode. I mean, yes, they had it, but it was a horrible choice, I think. Well, I mean, if if you sued somebody, now granted, the Simpsons did it through not the greatest means. You know, they they went to a fraudulent doctor and they hired a really bad lawyer and they had they had burns on the ropes and maybe they should have taken the 500,000, but. If your significant other costs you a million dollars, well, half a million in this case, because after fees and taxes and whatnot, I think I'd be pretty pissed. Yes, if it was real. If it was something that I could have won legitimately. Yeah, this was kind of illegitimate. So Homer heads to Moe's to drink himself to death because, you know, Marge cost him a million dollars. And Marge goes down to Moe's and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably the first time she's ever been inside Oh, yeah, because all the guys are hooting and hollering. I like the fact that Moe's like, this isn't even ladies' night. Ladies' night, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Homer's like, oh, it's, it's just my wife. Yep. And so Marge goes up to Homer and, you know, they kind of have their emotional, you know, we've been married for 10 years and this is like the one thing that. My question is, have they actually been married for 10 years at this point? Bart's because Homer, Bart's ten years. Bart's ten years old. She got pregnant with Bart. Oh, uh, it's true. And they got married while she was pre- or pretty okay. much at nine months. I was gonna say because Homer's not good with math or birthdays. So no, that's but the math, add, math math adds up. Okay. Because Bart Bart was had to have been at his like third trimester. Yeah. And they got married while Bart was pregnant or Marge was pregnant with Bart and Bart's 10. So yeah, math adds okay. up. So Homer is like, I don't, I don't know if I love you anymore. And Marge's like, well, look me in the eyes and tell me you don't love me. And so Homer like starts at her feet. It's like, I still hate her. I still hate her. It goes up. And I, I just realized this now they stopped at her chest. Yes, they did. <laughs> and I was like, and Marge and is that, like, look me in the eyes. Uh, and, you know, most guys, they, they usually stop right there. I don't know if that was necessarily an inside joke or not, but. Uh, and so he looks at her in the eyes and he's like, I can't stay mad at you. And so they kiss and make up. And Mo's like, 
All right. Next round is a third price off domestic only. Yep. And so Marge or uh, Mo's like, okay, everybody for the next 15 minutes, one third off, one third off every pitcher, one per customer, domestic beers only. Hey, no sharing. Um, and one one other thing before we go to our final thoughts on this episode, I would like to point out for all the uh, rich people out there, it's like Mo is like, ah, oh, you're better off. Rich people aren't happy from the day they're born to the day they die. They think they're happy, but trust me, they ain't. I mean, I'd be a little happier with a little more money. I don't think if I had, you know, 400 gajillion dollars, that's not going to make me any much happier if I had you know, maybe $400,000. I think most point is stuff doesn't make you happy. The people around you make you happy. That is that is his point. Most of the time, the people around you most of the time make you happy. Yes. So I, I love this episode. I enjoy it immensely. Uh, you know, we get Phil Hartman as Lionel Hutz and we get Dr. Nick Riviera and we get the devil and, it does kind of start out a little weird with the the episode number that was kind of that threw me off a little bit. I'm like, does is this necessary? But the plot is really good. Obviously, a lot of the legal stuff is unrealistic. I mean, it's a 22 minute episode, so obviously they speed through some of it, but it's still funny. And as you, the ending, yes, it's it's a little out of place to me. Um, I mean, if you take a look back at every time Homer and Marge on either fight. side have a fight, those were better than this one. Yeah, I think it was kind of forced that I, I get Homer is upset, but I can't imagine he would be so upset that he wouldn't love Marge anymore. I get it. A million dollars is a large sum of money, but it's kind of Homer's own fault for a him losing out on a large sum of money and B, if he was a better employee they probably wouldn't have really needed it. Yep. So in a way it's kind of Homer. I I mean, yes, Bart should have gotten some money. They Burns should have paid the medical bills and maybe given them, you know, couple, maybe a couple hundred grand or something outside of that fact though. I still enjoy this episode. The punches still land. I'm not going to go with a five. I'm going to go with a four mm, sprinkles, uh, but I do. I did really like this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to give it a five, but like you said, the beginning and ending yeah. just didn't hit me the right way. But the middle, everything <laughs> after the first minute and before yeah. the last two minutes was spot on. It was oh, yeah. a really good episode and put together really well. The introductions of the new characters was done really well. Oh, yeah. It was the right, I think it was the right way to introduce yes. them. It was It was definitely the right way to introduce these characters onto the show. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to do um sprinkles as well. And I'm going to leave it at this. Marge was definitely wrong on the stand saying that Bart was only worth $5 yeah. for mowing the lawn. She should, she should have been like, you know what? Burns his fault still. Nonetheless, medical bills, obviously it was written as it was written. Yes. But the $5 for mowing <laughs> the lawn that Bart couldn't do that was a little bit off. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do was... have to say I never got paid mow, to mow the lawn, even though our parents said they would pay me. So, um, yeah, a little better about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's finish it off with a character profile. 
And we're going to do a character profile on our favorite horrible lawyer, Lionel Hutz. Uh, his profession, Springfield's most prominent shyster. Yes, he is. He is. Education and culture. Attended Harvard, Yale, MIT, Oxford, the Sarborn, the Louvre, however briefly. <laughs> I don't think he actually so, went to any of those schools. Or maybe he did attend and got caught kicked out after like two weeks. Yeah, probably. Now, um, his now, here's, my qu- oh. now here's my question with Lionel Hutz. Did he... Was he the the source of Better Call Saul, Saul Goodman from Breaking Breaking Bad? I don't was that know. His, was that the uh, God the why why can't I think of you know when the likeness? Yeah, maybe <laughs> words escape me. Yeah, I don't know if it was inspiration. That's the word I was looking for. That's the word. I mean, maybe I'd have to look it up. Yep, um, his address. Known to reside at the YMCA. <laughs> uh, language, marginal command of legalese. His mm-hmm. tools of the trade. Promotes himself using smoking monkey statue, statuettes. Pens that look like cigars. Exquisite faux pearls. And the sponge card. I want a sponge card. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Although yeah. it might be ruined after the first time because yeah. you just wiped it on your forehead and... Or mop something up on a counter and all the words rubbed off. I feel like if you scrub anything with a sponge, it you know, it deteriorates. Oh yeah, absolutely. So and then music to his ears is ambulance sirens. I mean, he's a an ambulance chaser. Yep, he is. And to finish off, we're gonna quote the late great Phil Harmon and Lionel Hutz. Wrong. You are not fine. You are in constant pain. <laughs> Aren't we all? Alright, guys. So you can find us on the webs at uh, the Facebook. Um, just go the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, just type in The Simpsons Did It and you'll find our page. You can find us on Twitter, The Simpsons Did It PC, Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. Um, you can listen to us on every major podcasting platform. And as we mentioned earlier, we have our own YouTube channel for our podcast as well. So make sure to go on there, subscribe, and wait for new episodes. I'm still publishing some backlogged episodes. Um, so we'll get those up and running for you. And then hopefully by the end of this episode, by the time you guys hear it, um, we'll ha- we'll be up to date. So you'll be yes. able to follow along on all the new episodes on our YouTube channel. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. Hello, everybody. I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. <laughs> and no? this has been... No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.